So we are on to episode eight, and we have a very fun, sexy guest here, our friend Alexa. And it's like basically our first super fan. <laughs> Just saying. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I would say, like, in the first 20 followers has to yeah, be. Yeah, actually. We, but to be fair, we don't have a ton of followers. No, right now we don't. That. <laughs> we don't. But, but hey, we have sexy guests, and do. that's all that matters. This will be like a time capsule episode that we'll oh, look back on in like a year and be like, this so was true. one of our first, like, friends so so fun i love that for us i love that for us <laughs> and i love that for alexa okay anyway we're gonna let her so, say yeah. so alexa is here on the phone with us because good old covid oh. just ruining lives yep, here otherwise we'd be all drunk and you know fumbling about together yes so we will um let alexa introduce herself because she could probably do a better job than our oh. awkward selves and um, i didn't mean like that <laughs> <laughs> you know and introducing herself but we do know that there's some highlights um of non-monogamy mm-hmm. and the aids committee a little bit of work with that and just overall awesome cool fun guests funness, funness. Yes. so hi alexa and this is not like a siri thing <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining i haven't heard that one before <laughs> hi alexa i'm gonna start that now my phone's oh, gonna be like Jesus. i didn't hear you <laughs> Thanks. But hi. Thanks for coming. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Okay. Please. So we first started talking to Alexa after I believe we had our, we had released our first three episodes. Um, And we had touched base a little bit in those episodes on non-monogamy. And Alexa, who is a wonderful, fun person, um, touched base with us over Instagram and was like, hey, like this is something I'm kind of going through too. So this is what we're going to dive into. And we'll let Alexa actually talk. (laughs) Well, first, first, we have a question. Oh, yes. Yes. We have the question of the hour, which is our favorite comparison. So Alexa, from like the losing your virginity sex, which we all know is is not, you know, it dries out. It's it's, it's pretty dry. So from like losing your virginity sex to like the ayahuasca, sex of Peru, which I assume is great. I it's, haven't been there. Haven't like done an it. acid trip. But like an acid trip on sex. What has your experience been with non-monogamy overall? I would have to say that it's been like a really good weed gummy. Like, you know, when your body is just like melting into other things and you're just completely blissed out. Yes. I love that for yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> That's the best. Yes. I love that. Okay. Tell us a little bit about how this started for you. Like, how did this come about? Um, a drunken threesome after my best friend's wedding. Oh, was it with your best friend? One of them, yeah. So I went to one of my coworkers' weddings, and there was a small group of us, and we were all super close when we worked together at the mall. Mm-hmm. And I was really close with my one friend who I ended up bringing home. And we had gotten closer after her husband had passed away. Oh, wow. And so at this wedding, we were all super drunk, open bar, so much fun. (laughs) And her and I were, like, out in the back courtyard. And I was like, I really, really, really want to kiss you. 
And she's like, you should do it. Um, and then I like had asked her if she would come home with me and my partner. And she's like, I'm going to go inside and flirt with your boyfriend. That's fun. So you were already Uh, in a committed relationship. Yeah. I've uh, been with my boyfriend since I was 17. We've been together for almost seven years now. Wow. Wow. That's That's awesome. And so had you talked to him previously about this? I had gone up to him, like, when we were inside at the table. I was like, I'm going to bring her home tonight. And he was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and then I did. Wow. And he was, he was like, okay with it? Like, you guys chatted about it and it was okay? Yeah. We had kind of talked about it before, like, kind of. I took a whole bunch of human sexuality courses when I was at university. And had like brought everything home and would just tell him like all these weird things that I had learned in school I was like so this 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 and this and we like had talked about it we were thinking about it and then that was just kind of the catalyst of a lot of vodka (laughs) wow that's really cool and so after your drunken threesome how did the relationship evolve so The next morning, we, like, had to drive back. Um, It was about 45 minutes out of town to grab our cars. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, we were like, that was a really a positive experience. Okay. Uh, And then we had kind of gotten into logistics of it. And he's like, I don't care if we bring other girls into this relationship, but I don't think I'm comfortable with bringing other guys in. Okay. And I was like, that, that's fine. Um, so this was October of last year, so almost exactly a year ago. Nice. And the previous, like, spring, I was talking to one of the girls in my class at college. Okay. And she was openly by her marriage had just ended and we were pretty good friends. Okay. And that was kind of that at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, she thought that I was straight mm-hmm. and just didn't cross any boundaries, just kind of left things as it was. But we, like, were really good friends. We talked all the time. Like, okay. Um, went to school together and, like, sat in class together. And then kind of after the wedding happened last October we started spending more time together Mm -hmm. and I was over at her house one night and we were just like sitting on her couch watching movies Mm -hmm. and she ended up lying like on top of me yeah and she kissed me and then we were talking about it like the next day and she's like you do realize this doesn't this means you're not straight, right? And yeah. I was like, I know. <laughs> it's kind of like an eye-opener for you then, I guess, right? Had you, like, kind of thought about your sexuality before meeting and, like, hanging out with this person? Or was it, like, not on your radar? Yes. When I realized that I liked girls' butts and jeans way more than guys. Mm-hmm. Then, like, I brought it back to my boyfriend and I was like, this is what's going on. Like, I really like this girl. I want you to meet her because I think this is something that I want to pursue. Mm -hmm. At the time, um, 
me and him weren't a long distance relationship. So he came down for the weekend. The three of us went out for lunch together. It was really good. They're quite similar. Oh, good. Um, they both grew up in Northern Ontario. So they were both like, it's not even that cold here. We're in Northern <laughs> Ontario, born and raised. <laughs> Got ice in um, our blood. I'm from Southern Ontario. I'm cold. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Because you're up in like Sudbury area, right? I'm in North Bay right now. North Bay. Okay. Gotcha. So oh, yeah. yeah. She chilly. She chilly up there. She she chilly. So then you guys had a discussion about it. And um, how did it proceed from there? So we had decided that we didn't want to put any labels on anything right away. And that they wanted to get to know each other, like, more independent of me. Okay. That's fair. So I was completely okay with that. But at that point... Um, I was basically staying at her house every night. Like, we went to school together. It was really just more than a best friend, but it was kind of like I needed her in my life, and I hadn't realized it up until that point. Okay. Um, And she was supposed to come home with me for Christmas. Mm Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend. So that was kind of when I came out to my parents. Okay. And I was like, Mom, like, I'm going to bring this girl home. And she automatically went to, like, okay, I'm going to, like, rearrange how everybody's sleeping and I'll get back to you, but it's fine. Tell her, like, she's more than welcome to come. Okay, Whatever. Did- and I was like, uh, it, it, it's kind of okay. She can just share a bed with my partner and I. And she just was like... Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, really? Like, she like, wasn't, like, floored or weird? or 15 minutes, so you have 10 minutes to ask any questions that you have <laughs> about this. And then after that, no more talking about it. Yeah. So she was just like, okay, no, like, I didn't see that one coming, but it's fine. Like, you do you kind of thing. Okay. Um... It ended up that she didn't come home for Christmas with us, which was fine. And when I got back in January, the relationship kind of dissolved a little bit, which is kind of where jealousy came into play, I think. Okay. On her end or your boyfriend's end? Pardon? On her end or on your boyfriend's end? I think kind of on her end. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, Because... Like, both my boyfriend and I are very, like, easygoing, laid back, like, anything goes, kind of. People. Whatever. Yeah. And, like, I would really say that neither of us are particularly jealous people. Okay. That's what I think that's really important in the type of lifestyle that you guys are in right now, right? So. Yeah. And that's, like, one of the things that we did talk about a lot, like, going into it is that neither of us are, like, super possessive Okay. People. That's good. Um, and I think a little part of her, and I don't want to put words in her mouth, but um, more and more, like, as things went on, like, I think she thought that she could change me and I would leave my partner and it would be just two of us. Ooh. And I absolutely love her. Yeah. We're still really good friends. But that's how I personally feel 
she was trying to kind of do. Okay, makes sense. I mean, it was fantastic while it lasted. She came over the night before I went home for Christmas break. Um, and her, me and my boyfriend hung out together. Um, at the time, I was living in a rental with a whole bunch of other roommates, but they had all gone home already. So it was just three of us. Oh, that's nice, though. You kind of have some, like, privacy. So that's good. It was nice. I really liked it. I really felt like comfortable and like very calm Mm -hmm. so I do wish that things had worked out I mean it's not completely off the table that that's a lifestyle that we really think um would work for us and that we believe in okay makes sense um but obviously COVID is putting a little bit of a a damper on it oh my god girl I feel that (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that's been hard like we moved in together, him and I moved in together in April. Okay. So like, after like six years of long distance. Wow. So that must have been a big moment. Yeah. It has been a huge change. Good. Like a good positive change? Um, both. Yeah, there you go. Okay. You're honest. Yeah. Okay. I think there are some things that's like, okay, this is fun. I really like this. And then there are other things that are like, oh man living with someone I know I feel that yeah like it's my first time living with a partner okay makes sense instead of just like going and staying at their place or whatever or having them come and stay at mine yeah so then you learn all these like things little quirks and things you didn't really know that they did and you have to learn how to like love them and not kill them while living with them so at least that's that's my experience they have to learn about all my little quirks that too how not to kill me (laughs) that too that's true that is my true. boyfriend claims he didn't know that I was so much of a pack rat before he moved in with me. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's cute. <laughs> so now where are you guys at? Currently, him and I have like our own thing. We're not looking for anybody else right now. It's just the two of us. We're trying to get through COVID. That's fine. Okay. But I still maintain a relationship with the girl. Okay. So your relationship is separate, not with him. Yeah, so she's going through her own, like, set of issues, and I was always kind of, like, her biggest support through that. Okay. And I never, like, gave up that role, so, um, like, during COVID, I drove her down to Muskoka to attend a rehab program. Oh, okay. And then picked her up when that didn't work out. Okay. But life, right? And then drove her out to Sudbury to try a different, like, detox management. Okay. Um, All the while, like, going to her house for movie nights and... And just, like, generally being kid, becoming friends with her ex-husband. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot. But, I mean, you know what? If you're a support person, right? Like, it's all, I guess, a part of the... Part of the deal, or not deal, but I mean part of the package, I guess. So yeah, yeah. I'm like, I still love her immensely, mm-hmm. and um, oh, how do I phrase it? It's hard enough to find two people who can sustain a relationship together mm-hmm. without adding a third person who gets along with both parties. Yep. So I 
don't feel like I hold it against either of them that it didn't work out. Okay. I kind of realized that, like, my boyfriend is a bit crusty, crusty. at first. There we go. Okay. Um, it does, like, even when I started seeing him, like, so we met when I was in my first year of university. He was my neighbor. I had this hamster that I had, like, smuggled into residence. <laughs> okay. And then I wanted to, like, go home and see my parents. And I, like, went up to him. We didn't know each other very well at the time. I was like, I understand if you say no, but, like, can you please watch my hamster for the weekend just so I can go home? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I'll be over later to pick it up. We're neighbors in, like, our apartment building. Okay. So then I, like, went home and, like, things had been pretty rough with my roommates at the time. And I was, like, kind of running home to my parents. Mm-hmm. So when my mom came up to pick me up for Christmas, like, after this had all transpired, she and I were sitting in my apartment. And she's like, you need to go next door and, like, say goodbye to your, your friend and thank him for watching your hamster. Like, he's been a really good friend when you need him. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't want to do this. We were both kind of, like, super shy and reclusive. Okay. So I went and stood in the stairwell for, like, ten minutes and then went back to my mom and was like done said merry christmas we're good to go let's leave now (laughs) then i moved out in january and at the end of the month we started seeing each other and we went for coffee at like this cute little local place um like in our in our town okay and yeah we've been together ever since that's really cute Nice. So what has been the best part about being um, non-monogamous? What's the absolute best thing? Off the top of my head? Yeah. Kissing girls. Yeah, okay. (laughs) There you go. Okay, all right, fair, fair. There we go. And what is the hardest part, if you had to just sum it up? I feel like everybody demands 100%, and there's not enough time in the day to, like, be where everyone needs me to be. That's true, because there's only so much attention and whatnot that you can give to, like, each partner, but then also, like, yourself, right? Because you have to take some personal time to, like, de-stress and kind of do your own thing while also trying to maintain two partners, so I totally get that. That's going to be really, really hard. Yeah. So. Um, When you were working uh, with the AIDS committee, were there, um, did this ever come into play? Like, do you find that other people are choosing this kind of relationship style? So... What I did with the AIDS committee is I worked um, with my supervisor and he did education about like consent and human sexuality relationships, um, specifically looking at men who have sex with men populations, okay. but kind of just across the board relationships. Okay. And it didn't come up a ton that we looked at like anything other than like, male-female, female-female, male-male relationships. Okay. But for my kind of overarching research project, I looked at non-monogamy and, like, what it looked like in different settings Mm -hmm. and, like, just made it, like, a accessible infographic for the agency. That's really cool. That's Um, cool. And I think the most interesting article I read was, like, um, I think it was called, like, Table for Three or something. And it looked at, like, 
making non-monogamy work and like the perks and benefits and like what it adds to a relationship and I I wish I had that article with me because it was great but I think the most important thing that I tried to put across when I was working with the AIDS committee was just like that different partners can meet different needs that you have that's true okay so they have different hats really Mm-hmm. okay that's interesting. That interesting. And I'm curious, um, you talked about a book that you read recently and that it was really helpful for you. What book was that? So one of the best resources has been The Ethical Slot. It's a very good book. I do agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's Dossie Easton and Janet Hardy, The Ethical Slot. And tell us what, if you could give us like the Coles notes version of It is like having a conversation with your friends about non-monogamy and making it work for your lifestyle. And it looks a lot at jealousy and eliminating it from the relationship. And I would say how to make non-monogamy work for all parties and make it fair. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like trying to look at the feelings of everybody involved. And really go into, because I'm also currently reading this book, but also what I found is it kind of gives you good resources, but also, like, it, again, like you said, it's like sitting down and talking to two friends. Like, the authors are very, like, I feel very approachable. But also, mm-hmm. at least for me, like, it's how you communicate with your partners and whatnot as well to make sure that everyone feels heard and everyone feels seen and that you're, like, giving as much as you can to each partner, right? So... Um, and just the kind of like the ways around like certain issues and whatnot that I found at least. I'm like three quarters of the way through the book, so I still have like a good chunk to finish, but I found that really helpful, at least in in my, my experiences. But then again, my husband and I have literally started this like right as COVID was happening. So everything's basically been going down via like text message or like on dating apps and whatnot so I feel like we're like just barely dipping our toe in um but I feel like this is good practice for once uh the world stops being crazy so I know I can't wait for that day me either oh my god like I just want to see people without their masks on me too I mean well I like I'm being a little bit of an online slut at the moment ethical slut if you will um (laughs) and like I'm currently like I was I've been talking to like a couple guys, a couple girls and whatnot on all on field. Um, and the uh, videos that have happened and the pictures that have been exchanged, like I've yet get to see people naked. Do you mean to their tell masks. me there's no masks when no, you're taking naked no. photos of yourself, Em? Well, My God. I mean, Disgusting. I've sent some. Sick fuck. I know. Aren't they the worst? <laughs> Um, I mean, I've sent some with my mask on to, like, people that, like, I just start talking to and I don't, like, know their vibe yet because I'm like, you don't get to see my whole face. You get to see my boobs, but you don't get to see my whole face. That's fair. So. That's fair. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, yeah. So, it's, but, uh, and then, like, if you, uh, like, there was one guy that I was kind of talking to and I, oh, God. So, he had this, like, fantasy that he wanted to fuck trannies and that's the word he used. Not his word, not mine, um, with me. And he kept using, like, this really, like, derogatory, like, terminology Mm. about, like, trans people. And I was like, you blocked. You ghosted. 
see you never. Yeah, like, not cool. Not cool. So, I mean, and that's the, and that was one of the situations where I was like, oh, you want some nudes? Guess who's wearing a fucking mask? Me. So yeah, That's one way of doing it, for sure. Because, yeah, but I mean, aside from that, like, I've gotten to see, I'm talking to one guy right now who is a, uh, oh my god, I'm like nervous that he's going to listen to this, but he's really cool. <laughs> I know who you are. Um, he's a drummer. That's We're having fun. fun. We're having a great time. Fun. And I've gotten to see him without his mask, so that's fun. Very okay. cool. He's a handsome so, dude. So, Alexa, I just want to ask one kind of last big question. If you had one piece of advice from your experience in the last year or so for somebody who's looking to dip their toes into the world of non-monogamy, what would your piece of advice be? Just to try it. I think looking at it from the outside is really easy to be like, "Mm, can't do this, not for me. Mm -hmm. But then actually immersing yourself into it is a completely different story. Okay. Yeah, and, like, giving it, like, an actual genuine yeah. try, right? Like, instead of just, like, doing... And I think it, an important thing, too, not to, like, take over your advice here, Alexa, but, like, is to make sure that both partners want to go into this type of lifestyle, that you're not doing it because one person's more interested in it than the other, and then that both that... that so, basically, that each partner is, like, both on board, um, and that you're giving it, like, a really like eth- like really really good try of like making sure you're communicating well that you're tr- finding people who vibe very well in your dynamic and that uh nobody's shady or scandy is this your advice mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you took over Alexis I took advice. over I did I did was well, another little non-monogamous person right yeah and I think that your perspective is kind of different than mine okay in that we like my partner and I had found a person and then decided that like hmm. this was what was going to happen. Okay. And you and your partner decided beforehand first. Yes. And then started seeking out okay. other people. For sure. You're very correct. Yeah. So, so I think it's kind of interesting, like the different perspectives and how it kind of changes your experience of non-monogamy. Okay. Like I've never been on a dating app where I'm actively seeking out like a third person okay and I won't like say that I never will it just hasn't been part of my narrative yet part of your plan Mm -hmm. but I'm slightly jealous as well because you got to experience some non-monogamy before the world exploded um and and I love that for you um and I think that is really cool that you got to kind of not necessarily like dive into it because like I feel like it kind of happened very naturally but um, you got to just kind yeah. of really be like, I'm doing I, like, this. I'm going for it. Waited into it. Yeah. You're like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And you did it. And that's awesome. 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 I'm very, very happy for you. That is really cool. So now you're in two kind of separate relationships. Yes. I'm, I wouldn't say that we're actively looking for anyone else right now. We're just kind of figuring out how we want to live together but my relationship with her um is like I want to say like best friends with like a little bit more that's kind of nice though yeah and I really think that um like growing up I never really had one person that I could call like my best friend okay 
So I think meeting her and having her in my life was like something that I didn't know I was missing out on until until you had it. I met her. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think like it's a completely different form of intimacy. That's cool. Being like with another girl and especially like everything that we've done together and like going we did mental health and addictions at Canador together okay Okay. so like really heavy course material going through replacements together and just having someone to talk to who like could better relate to like what was going on okay that makes sense it's been fun that's good oh okay and so then um I've got a quick question so with so you have a separate relationship outside of your main relationship with your um partner um but have you had the talk with your boyfriend about him partic- like having a partner of his own like outside of the relationship so not yet just because of how covid has happened True. and he's okay. very uptight about covid okay well you know what he's safe well that's that's okay <laughs> yeah Yes, COVID okay. is not entering our house anytime soon. That is fine. I do not wish COVID on anybody. So that's cool. But is he like thinking about it? At, like, like just maybe in the back of his brain that maybe that's something one day he would want? Or is it more or less like if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I think both of us are kind of in the place where like if it happens to fall into our lap, like that's great. It's something that we definitely wouldn't say no to. Okay. I mean, neither of us really, like, we're actively seeking out our current relationship that we're in with each other. Okay. It kind of just... Happened. I mean, if we're being honest, it, it was my mom. <laughs> my mom got us here. Matchmaker mama. That's cute. Yeah. She was like, you need to text him. He was such a good friend when you needed one. <laughs> That's really cute. And then he would never reply to me, and it made me nervous. <gasps> Rude. Well, I hope he listens Boys to this. Boys are bad texters. I know. I know they're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's something like, hey, I'm at the grocery store. Is there anything that you want? Even then, then my husband like t- will take like a good probably solid eight minutes, and then he'll be like, oh, chocolate or like something, right? It's like, <laughs> hey, I'm not in that aisle anymore, but thank you. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, now with COVID, like, it's a pain in the butt to go back. I know. To, like follow all the little arrows. arrows and like the like protocols and keep six feet away from everyone and it's a pain mm-hmm. in the ass which is nice because people can't hit me with their cards <gasps> right oh my god that. i haven't even thought of that mm-hmm. and you don't get those like weird people that are like you know when you're like on one side of an aisle and someone would like kind of like reach over you to grab something that doesn't happen to mm-hmm. me anymore so that's exciting yeah <laughs> i like kind of like all the distance like I'm yeah, I'm not okay mad with about that. it. I mean, I would like to have people over to my house for drinks and waffles, but yeah, but say uh, la vie, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, I also um, appreciate that I am doing this for all the people that are at my work who um, are immunocompromised and elderly, yeah. and so I will wear my mask for them. There we go. For all those who are at risk, right? Or being socially responsible. Yes. So that's good. The mask goes over your nose. Exactly. Over your mouth, (laughs) over your chin, over your nose. 
Yes. To all, <laughs> all of those it. listening that are not quite sure. The bottom sure. half of your face, wrap it up. Wrap that up. <laughs> all yeah. right. Well, thank you so much for joining today. And um, we will, if anyone has any questions, we will send them along yeah. to our friend who is not Siri. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly I've never met another Alexa in my life and I'm very sheltered. So anyways, <laughs> here we are. We will send questions along as they come. And thank you for, for joining today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. We are so excited to have you. And uh, be sure to follow on social media. Yeah, so you can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, um, at La Petite Mort Pod. You can email us in any fun stories. We have a listener episode coming up in the next three episodes. We'd like to hear oh, any I can't wait I know, I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> we would love to hear your ghost stories, your funeral stories, if you have any um, experience in embalming or in the any of the funeral um kind of preparations um we would love to hear any like fun sex stories bad sex stories we want to hear it all so give us not be too confused with sex with dead people oh god no 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 necrophilia stories no we we don't do that that's not this kind of podcast (laughs) not this podcast not this podcast perhaps another one but again you can email all of those stories at lapetitemortpod at gmail.com or you can dm us on instagram we're pretty responsive um, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, at La Petite Mort Pod. And as always, when in doubt, lube it out and write a will. Bye! Bye!